meatflation. We hear all about it. But at the same time, some markets are quite bullish. Crew, let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us as we ranch it up. I am your host and producer, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. A big thank you goes out to our partners, Pharmatan, Imogene Ingredients, Neogen, Allied Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, Cattleman U Live, Coriani Buckle Company, Downtown Threads, Oklahoma, Medora Boot and Western Wear, RFD TV, The Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. Ladies and gentlemen, the one that you've been waiting for, the boss lady, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. You're getting closer. I mean, way I to make a person you, feel like mm-hmm. a rock star, but that's almost like a pep rally. The one I picked for you, <laughs> we, we can't use. The one I've wanted. I wanted to use the Olympic theme music, but we can't do How that. That's, I can't unless I would redo it and recompose it myself and license it. All myself with my musical ability. All I'm going to say is keep working on it. I will I will eventually, maybe after years three, four, and five, you'll have your theme music. I want to bring up a discussion you and I had the other day on our way home from the sales barn. Which discussion are you referring to? Is this one we could actually talk about on the air? This one, the is kids can stay in the vehicle. Yes, we can Everybody all can listen, listen to. Everybody can muffs where they cover their ears. Okay. That's right. That's right. No, this one's a safe one. We were discussing about the preview that you received from the sales barn saying, whose cattle they might be, how many head they oh, the are. the list of consigners and all Yes, that. Okay. if there's vaccinations they may or may not have received. And what we got talking about was the color and how the listings were the colors, blacks, reds, BWF for black, white face, RWF for red, white face, might be... Could be confusing. You got it. Because if they're blacks, that doesn't necessarily just mean... if the, Or if they say blacks, doesn't necessarily mean that they're... Angus. Or, or Semitol. I mean, there's a there lot could, of breeds out there. there they could, could be. There could be semi-crosses. It could be Gelby crosses. They could be yes, limousine crosses. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Reds are the same way now that we're talking about mm-hmm. it. Reds would be the same way. That it could have red Angus cross calves. There could be red Angus cross with Gelby or Limmy cross calves. Semitol could be in there as well. So a little bit confusing sometimes when they say. Now, depending upon the breeder, though, I mean, we looked at some of the lists and they said, these are semi-cross, yes, um, even yes. at Sires, or that there these were limousine cross, or there were some Galvey cross, red Angus cross. But visually, you can get an idea maybe of what those cattle may or may not be crossed with, even when it just says black or red. Cow Country News, you know, the cow stuff. Our top news story, Cargill issued a lockout notice to workers at one of Canada's largest meatpacking plants a day after unionized workers at the High River facility voted overwhelmingly against the company's latest contract offer, putting them in a position to strike as early as December 6th. UFCW Local 401 said 98% of its workers at the Cargill plant in High River rejected the offer. Now, the next day, Cargill issued a notice to UFCW Local 401 employees that they intend to lock out all workers as of 12.01 a.m., on December 6th. In other news now, both U.S. beef and pork exports are on a record pace. That's according to data released by the USDA and compiled by the U.S. Meat Export Federation. Beef exports posted one of the best months on record in September, with value climbing nearly 60% above last year. Beef exports continue to soar up 20% from a year ago and the fourth largest volume of the post-BSE era. 
Now, export value jumped 59% to over $950 million. That's the second highest month on record. Now, looking at our neighbors to the north, over 315,000 head of U.S. beef have been exported to Canada. That number is up over 92% from last year. Our Way Up Sailbone report takes us to OKC West in El Reno, Oklahoma. By the way, I'm going to be reporting over the next few weeks several bread cow and bread heifer sales. If there is a barn, a sale, one in particular you want me to investigate to get prices on or a region, just fire me an email. You all know the email address at this point. Give me a shout at 707-726-2420. You can send me a text message there. On to the feeder calves. This is their sale wrapping up last week. Excuse me, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, they were closed over the uh, Thanksgiving holiday. So they called the feeder steers two to four dollars higher. The feeder heifers three to six dollars higher. Just a tick under eight thousand calves went across their scales. I broke them down like this: four to five weight steers from a dollar eighty to two twenty one. Five to six weight steers at a dollar fifty to a dollar seventy six. Six to seven weights at a dollar thirty three to a dollar sixty six. Seven to eight weights at a dollar fifty six to a dollar sixty four and a half. On to the heifer side, four to five weight heifers at a dollar thirty one to a dollar sixty seven. Five to six weight heifers at a dollar twenty three to a dollar sixty. Six to seven weights at a dollar thirty six to a dollar fifty six. And then seven to eight weight heifers at El Reno, Oklahoma at a dollar twenty nine to a dollar forty five. Fort Pier Livestock, Fort Pier, South Dakota, their market report from Friday, November 26th. We're talking bred heifers, we're talking bred cows. On the heifer side, going to start their first blacks, black, white face, red, red, white face. And again, that color deal, like Beck and I were just talking about. Here's the range 1450 up to 1780 ahead. On to the bread cows. From this consigner, I've got reds and red white face cows. These are twos, threes, fours, five, sixes, and solid mouth cows. Pretty darn decent, 1410 up to 1810. Let's move on to another consigner. These are red and red white face cows, twos, threes, fours, five, sixes, and solid mouth cows. The solid mouth cows at 1275, all the way up to the younger cows at 1735 ahead. Moving on to another consigner, black cows, bred to Charlotte bulls, fours, fives, and sixes, solid mouth cows from 1390 up to 17 and a quarter. And then some blacks and black white face cows bred to black bulls. Again, the color deal on there from 875. These are older cows, broken mouth cows, up to the solid mouth cows coming in at 1300. Now, for a more detailed market report to go through what these cows weighed, a little bit more of what these cows are bred to. And when they are supposed to calf, just head to ftpierlivestock.com. Now, a reminder, crew, if you want me to go into more details on a particular barn, a particular region, a particular weight class, or the bread heifers, which I said I'm going to be talking a lot about in the bread cows, just fire me an email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Or the tried and true text message, 707-726-2420. Tiger Tour 21. Before we turn y'all loose and head to break, I want to remind y'all of the U.S. Cattlemen's Association and their annual meeting December 10th and 11th in Spearfish, South Dakota. Registration is required and a free virtual option is being offered for those individuals unable to join in person. Now, speaking of the U.S. Cattlemen's Association, Leah Biondo joins us 
after the break, and we talk meatflation. Mm -hmm. Now, be sticky like a glue trap, and don't let go. (laughs) Do you question the future of your family farm or ranch? Are you looking for ways to keep the family tradition alive while pursuing new ideas? Education is vital, and Cattleman U is for farmers, ranchers, and beef producers. It's for first or next generation ranchers who are excited about combining tradition with technology and networking with others who share the same mission and goals. Cattleman U enrollment starts December 2nd and runs through the 6th. Just head to cattlemanulive.com. Can I interest you in live calves this winter and spring? How about getting rid of scours? I've talked about Pharmatan from Imogene Ingredients before, and I'm bringing it up now because your cows need to have Pharmatan in their system 90 days pre-calving to help eliminate scours. Pharmatan is now on my team of experts, so if you need some more information or have questions, just get a hold of me. You can head online to PharmatanUSA.com. You can look up Pharmatan on Facebook and Imogene Ingredients or call 515-745-1639. Livestockmarket.com is the go-to online marketplace for livestock, horses, hay, and straw. Sales manager Mark Vanzi tells us how easy it is to use. Cattleman can take photographs, videotape his own calves. He can upload them directly to the site. He can sell them private treaty. He can sell them on the online auction. The biggest principle behind the whole livestockmarket.com concept is producer has complete control. The online platform that works without all the restrictions. Livestockmarket.com on Facebook, too. Let's get it on. Cattle battle. Meatflation, term we've heard a lot about already. We started our coverage when we brought you the story of how meatflation continues to tighten its grip on producers and not just beef, but all sectors of agriculture as the world's largest meat processor, JBS, posted third quarter net income that exceeded analysts' expectations. Today, Leah Biondo with the United States Cattlemen's Association, joins us to talk about the why, the how, answer maybe as many questions as we can, and then what can we potentially do in light of this? As I had reported on my news uh, last week in talking about meatflation, it, it, you have to be under a rock, I think, if you haven't heard about this already. And I, I hate the term meatflation. I, I, when I hear that, I just, I just cringe because I know what's coming up next, and that is the statistics of how much beef prices have gone up. As I reported, beef prices up over 20%, pork up over uh, 14%. Uh, all of our meats are, are up. And at the same time, as I reported about uh, packer margins and packer net income in their third quarter, we won't even go down that road. We'll just talk about meatflation right now. Leah, break this down on, on a practical basis for us. What the heck? is going on why is there this meatflation why in the first darn place you'd have to be living under a rock as you said or not going to the grocery store goodness you can see it in in the flesh in person and for so many of the issues that we talk about it's kind of abstract but this is real concrete evidence of at least from the u.s cattlemen's association's perspective of an increasingly consolidated marketplace and once you hear some of these numbers, figures, it's it's going to be it's going to make you sick. I mean, we've got all of the major meat packers reporting their 2021 revenues and earnings, and it they're they're historic. They're historic earnings. Let's see, we've got Cargill here 
up 17% year over year. We've got uh, National Beef, who's up, we're at um, 63.5 billion. That was, that was last year. But these numbers are just incredible. And the dollars are going back into the pockets of their shareholders. So taxpayers propped some of these big meat factors up during the pandemic. You know, we had to keep those meat plants open. We had to keep cattle moving through the system. We couldn't let cattle keep getting fatter and feedlots. So taxpayers fronted the money to keep those operations going. And it appears, at least when you look at the numbers here, that these big four meat packers are just taking those earnings and pocketing them and sending them back to their shareholders and buying back stock for their company. And so it's gotten so bad to hear that the White House got involved. We saw in September when the White House had their press briefing talking about addressing concentration in the meat processing sector. So the big question is, and, and this is the hard one, is the question of what do we do? Boy, howdy, when we start talking policy, it gets difficult, and you can appreciate that. It does. It gets difficult. It gets convoluted. It gets confusing at times, and I get overwhelmed. So what do we do? Something's got to change because I don't, I don't want to sell the cows yet. And I like that you said that. There's so many different things going on that sometimes you might feel overwhelmed. And I understand that because there is no silver bullet solution. There's no one thing that's going to fix this overnight. As our vice president from South Dakota, Justin Tupper, who testified before the Senate Act Committee said, we didn't break this overnight. This, you know, this system didn't become broken in in one day or, or three months or two years. It became broken over the course of uh, several years, I would I would venture to say maybe even decades, we've saw, seen this trend happening. And so we're at this point where one single thing isn't going to fix it. It's going to be a multi-faceted approach here. So where you've got things like truth and labeling, we need to bring back truthful, honest labeling, maybe a country of origin labeling program. We need to close that product of the USA loophole. That's an important component. We also need to move forward with cattle market reform legislation, changes to the Packers and Stockyards mm-hmm. Act. We need to establish an office of the special investigator for competition matters. We need to make sure these things happen. We need to establish a minimum negotiated cash trade. We need to create a cattle contract library. We need to increase independent processing capacity. And now Tigger's overwhelmed because, oh my goodness, there's so many things. I did. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it happens. And that's how it's going to happen. And so this is why it's an important part to get involved in one of these policy organizations and you know i'm partial to usca but it really doesn't matter which everyone aligns to your beliefs and values we all have our different approaches to some of these pieces of legislation and you you've got to get involved and stay involved because this is such a critical time in the industry we have the spotlight on us we can't get stage fright now what are maybe the proper steps to go about this is it get involved with an organization? Is it, okay, look, it starts right there. You start attending meetings. Who knows? You might be, is is that the way to do it? Because I don't necessarily want to say, look, call Leah every four minutes when you're upset about something. (laughs) I do encourage everyone to, yes, contact their state representatives Mm -hmm. uh, as many times as you need to. uh, Do that, please, and share your opinions. But beyond that, what is the proper way for, in your opinion, for us to start coming together for one common good, for, for to start coming together with some solutions that no matter what camp we're in, we all want to see. 
I've got three steps for you. So Perfect. whereas, you know, all of these policy solutions were all over the place, let's do three concrete steps here. Number one, like you said, get involved with an association. It's your personal um, preference as to which organization best aligns with your goals and values. That's so that you can stay updated and be a part of the policymaking decisions. These things are happening so quick on Capitol Hill that you have to stay informed and keep and, and take it upon yourself to do that education. Step two, as you mentioned again, reach out to your elected officials. I'm not kidding. It might feel like you're not getting anywhere. You might reach um, somebody who doesn't know anything about agriculture when you call that line or, or send an email. And that's okay because what they're doing is they're writing down what you're calling about. If you're calling about the cattle market reform legislation, if you're calling about the truth and labeling legislation, they're going to write that down at the end of every week or at the end of every month. They tally up what all of their voters have been calling and talking about and present that to the senator or the congressperson as, hey, your voters care about this and want you to get involved here. And that's what inspires action on their end. It's not me as a lobbyist sitting here walking into the office telling them that they should care about something. It's their voters. And that's just how democracy works. So call your members of Congress, establish that working relationship with them and, and let them know what's important to you. And number three is get other people involved. It, that might be awkward too, you know, having to have that conversation with your friends or your neighbors or your family, but it's going to take all of us. And you know the people in your community better than we do. You know how to reach them better than we do. So take it upon yourself to be that leader in your area, in your neighborhood, and, and get more producers involved in the conversation. If you know somebody who would make a great advocate, Tell them that. Tell them that they need to get involved because, like I said, there has never been a better window of opportunity than we have right now. And, man, you guys are going to really disappoint me if we miss this one. So um, from your lobbyist here, from your friendly neighborhood lobbyist in D.C., <laughs> let's get something done. <laughs> Leah Biondo with the U.S. Cattlemen's Association. Always great to hear from you and your crew now. Want to know more about the U.S. Cattlemen's Association to get involved, as Leah just said. Head to uscattleman.org, uscattleman.org, or follow them on Facebook at U.S. Cattlemen's. The numbers when we come back. Join me and my team from Neogen over the next few months as we talk about how to improve the genetic package on our operations. We get tips and tricks on how to be more successful with modern genetic tools commercial producers and feeders, we now get the chance to change the direction of the future. GGP, Igenity Beef, Igenity Branded, Igenity Feeder, Igenity and Vigor, all from Neogen, and you're going to figure out what program works best for you. Hashtag Ranch It Up. Just hold up a tick, Coriana Buckle Company, and not just trophy belt buckles, which are Tigger approved, by the way, but everything from trophy spurs to conchos to head stalls to one of my favorites, rifle plates. Very cool. Saddles? Mm-hmm. I ride a Coriana rough out, by the way. Coriana Buckle Company. They are custom. They are handmade. Put your brand on one or two like we did. Corianabuckle.com. One more time, Corianabuckle.com. Now y'all can go. Before you purchase your next set of bulls or females, remember this. The seed stock business is about genetic improvement and customer service. Ally Genetic Resources understands this as well as anyone. Marty Ropp with Ally. That's our charges as seed stock producers is people look at us and you've got to make genetics that work better for us. We see that charge. We understand that charge. And 
we're going to use all the tools we can to get there. Allied Genetic Resources, where the mission is commercial customer success, period. Welcome back, everyone. Kurt Donsbach with Stone X Financial Incorporated. As I always say, you can follow along, and I, and I recommend you do this. This is hashtag Tigger approved. Just text 33. No, 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 no. Do this. Text cattle. I'm going to get it right, Kurt. Text cattle, C-A-T-T-L-E-2, 33777. There is no cost to the newsletter, and it is a complete breakdown. And usually, Kirk and I will go back and, and reference what some of the, the little nuggets are in the particular newsletter. But, Kirk, I'm going to say this, even though you and I are kind of talking about Thanksgiving week of what happened, even though there was a holiday in the middle of it, there was still lots of happenings that caused markets to move one direction or the other. And everybody, I, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but there's a lot of people that are just downright bullish about what this cattle deal may do. There is absolutely some fireworks this is a Thanksgiving weekend, Tigger. And again, as always, appreciate you giving me the opportunity to chat with you. Absolutely. So you fireworks, interesting. Kirk says fireworks, everybody. So what what's going on? I would imagine you'll give us the fireworks, but go through the numbers as you always like to do and then follow it up with, with the razzle-dazzle. All right, we'll get right into it so we can get to the razzle-dazzle. <laughs> as of Friday, November 26th, <laughs> January feeders closed 164.07. That's up 295 on the week with the feeder index finally getting a bid. And again, just a reminder, that's the average cash price. Uh, the feeder index was 157.83, up 237 on the week. So we're starting to see cash go with it. December live closed 137.90. That's up $4.37 on the week. Here's the fireworks. Cash traded at 140, up $5 on Wednesday. Hello. Yes, sir. That gives us a, a positive basis. So cash is over futures which is a positive sign. We have boxes trading 280 up $1.60, so some signals that maybe boxes found a bottom. Kind of an indication of, of leverage and how current the market is. Dress weights are six pounds under the five-year average. That's indicating that we're very current. And with all that, you know, the cash trading like it is, I'd say leverage has, has shifted to the feeder. To wrap it up, December corn closed at 586, up 15 cents on the week. And then just kind of to make it even a little more exciting, we obviously had the Omicron uh, coronavirus news on Friday. And just my read of it, not to get in too much into the science or, or the virus itself, the cattle markets opened sharply lower on Friday and then closed slightly higher by the end of the day, telling me just by reading the charts alone that the cattle market is not overly concerned with the coronavirus news. Well, when you say... <laughs> I got to say this, Kirk, this Omicron thing, it's, it sounds like it's the new action figure that's going to be out for Christmas, and it's going to be on the Transformers movie. That's what it sounds like to me. That's just my opinion. I think that's why the cattle market doesn't care about it. So here's one thing I want to add is marketing is a 365 process, y'all. And even now, when I'm going to say historically, maybe things start to slow down at this time of year when we move into the holiday season of the year that maybe markets get a little stale that there's a lot of times there's a lot of action because of this that and everything kind of slows down but i tell you what there may be opportunities in what the markets are doing so all the more reason to 
to start yesterday, y'all, start figuring some of these out. So, you know, give a call to Kirk. Give a call to your financial representatives. Uh, if you don't know where to st- start, give a call to me, uh, if nothing else. We'll get you pointed in the right direction to start to find out, really, are the markets offering an opportunity for our outfits to make a little profit, for us to hit a single, not a home run, but to hit a single. And a lot of singles is what wins the game. See how I did that, Kirk? Absolutely. I like it. We chatted and chatted for weeks on hedging our mm-hmm. spring buys on yes. stuff we had to liquidate because of the drought. And here we are, probably not as high as we're going, but we're we're pushing 170-ish in, in the spring months. That's a step we had to, to prepare for and act on, you know, a month ago. So definitely you got to be always taking a look and, and looking at what opportunity is out there. I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. And now for our famous last words brought to us by Coriane Buckle Company, Adam Hulsack. Wait a second here. He's, he's been one of our followers and avid listeners, and we've given him love before, haven't we? I think we? we have. I think we've given him a tip of the hat before, but it doesn't matter because he's always liking our stuff. Gosh, we greatly appreciate nice it. And he's from up north, too. British Columbia. <gasps> Oh. Hold up, Adam. Here's what's happening. Beck is fixing to invite herself to your place. So, am I right with that? That was going to be your idea. Adam, I know a gal that's a heck of a hand. That that's not a bad idea. So, Adam, here here's an idea. We could broadcast. We could do our show from your outfit. And I, I just we're Facebook friends, so I just looked him up at the Douglas Lake Cattle Company in British Columbia. We could do some some shows, some live broadcasts. There you go. We're 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 heading. We're waiting we're, for the call, we're, we're Adam. We're heading north, Adam. We're coming to your place, brother. And now that's going to wrap it up for today. Crew, a big thanks to the boss lady back for coming on in. Leah Biondo with the U.S. Cattlemen's Association and Kirk Donsbach with Stone X Financial Incorporated. Appreciate y'all. A big thank you to our partners, Pharmatan from Imogene Ingredients. We're going to hear more from them in the weeks to come. Neogen, Allied Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, Cattlemen U Live. Coriane Buckle Company, Downtown Threads, Oklahoma, Medora Boot and Western Wear, RFD TV, The Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. And now, crew, so glad y'all came with us just one more time. One episode, one right after the other. Now, be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. Recommend it to your friends and family, if you would, please. Our email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Call me 24 7 at 707 726 is what it spells, by the way. Spread the good word. Join us again next time where it's always Tigger approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up.